breaking news on oh. Bible Diggers News Network. Your flashlight's on. Oh, is everybody's alarms off? Uh, yes, actually. Really? I remembered. No, we really, we, we have a really cool icebreaker to start the show. But as always, icebreaker. Let's do this fake news or real news. As always. As always. As always. always. I'm Nick. I'm here with Ryan and Mark. Hey, is Hi. Bible Dingers. Anyway. Hit me. Hit you? Hit me, baby. Bro, did you know that's about calling her again? I'm lost. What are you saying? Oh, hit me, baby, one more time. Yeah, it's not about somebody hitting her. <laughs> oh, I never thought. I, because I never <laughs> thought it was about hitting her again. Like <laughs> physically hitting her. I didn't know what she meant. I never knew either, Until but I never imagined it like I, someone punching her in the face over and over I again. I just never cared. Until we talked about Britney Spears with Pastor Chris. Yeah. And I think we made a Hit Me Baby One More Time reference. Uh-huh. I was like, I was rethinking what about Hit Me Baby. About? Yeah. You had a ding moment with Britney but then, Spears? Yeah. It was like, oh, she's like, hit me on the phone. Oh. And then your life was changed. Yeah. Wow. I finally understand. So you guys know... How it's been snowing a lot, right? Yes. A little bit, yeah. What's the most money you've ever made shoveling? Oh. Zero dollars. Really? You've never shoveled for money? I made like 25 bucks tops. That'd be nice. I've made a lot. So this breaking news, fake news or real news, is... It's illegal, isn't it? Teen makes $35,000 in four days plowing snow. Ah. He tithes $7,000. Is this fake news? Dude, can we news? get the location? No, that's not the headline. Okay. Well, it's not like... I give you that. headlines. I guess so, yeah. It doesn't sound like fantastic enough to be... That's pretty fantastic, bro. Well, that like like silly It would be fantastic. the only thing I've ever done in my life if I can make $35,000 in four days. The reason why I think that might be real news is because, like, where would you come up with that if it's fake news? Where would they come up with any headline? No, where would you come up with that? It could be anywhere. You, Nick. Anywhere. You, Nick. And I'm fully capable of making (laughs) up my own headlines. Yeah, but where would you come up with that? Because it was snowing yesterday. But then you include the tithe thing at the end. It's like, what? I love God. That's fake news. Mm. Boomsies. Mm. Daddy said it. I love God, so. It's real. I always include tithing, you know. Wait, no. Yeah, I meant to say real. Did I say fake? Yeah. <laughs> it's real news. Yeah, it's real news. Is it? Boomsy. Uh-huh. It's real news. Real news. Real news. So hey. One Idaho teenager who made $35,000 in a week decided to tie $7,000 to his church for the sole purpose of advancing the kingdom. 18-year-old David Holston was visiting his mother in Seattle, Washington, when the state was hit by a historic snowstorm of up to 10 inches. That's not even that much. Yeah. That's historic? Right? What the heck is that? I got 10 inches yesterday. The Idaho teen, who was no stranger to the snow, decided that that this would be a great opportunity to serve the community by offering his snow plowing services. Mm. And he usually usually charged, get a load of this, he usually charged 100 bucks. He saw what? the need. He charged five hundred bucks Whoa! an hour. What? He's a Christian and, and he's a businessman. And then, like, he usually charged one hundred twenty-five an hour, but now he was like, "You know what? So many people are calling me up. No way. 
I'm raising this thing to 500 bucks an Yo, hour. Oh, that's a man right and there. And then he's like, you know what? I'll tie $7,000 just to make it look like this isn't about the money, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty sweet, man. Imagine getting 500 bucks an hour. Good for him. Right? Major good for him. 18 years old. I'll be praying for snow, dude. <laughs> Careful. What are we listening to this morning? Yeah. Drew Becks. Drew Becks. Hey! <laughs> I didn't have to say it. Put this up, bro. Put it up. Hey! Good morning, good morning, good morning. Anyway, you guys ready for this icebreaker? The icebreaker? The icebreaker? The icebreaker? Yes. Yes. Oh, that wasn't the icebreaker. Yes. So. Break my ice. <laughs> can you imagine if celebrity, Christian or non-Christian celebrities, if their names. <laughs> had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw it in there just in case you were wondering. Can you imagine if their names were real words? Like if we can use them. If their names were real words. Can you imagine if their names <laughs> As opposed were to real words? words. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, like a noun or a verb or like a disease or something. A disease. Okay. You have an example? Yeah, sure. Like like I, I hit you with one on the WhatsApp chat the other day. Macaulay McCulkin. Yeah. I, I think you just totally butchered his name, though. How do you say Ma- it? Wait, Ma- what, what, what did you say? Macaulay. What? What did you say to him? What did I say? I Macaulay forgot. McCulkin. No, uh, it's just Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, yeah. Macaulay McCulkin. <laughs> yeah, there's no extra Mick. <laughs> what did you say? Macaulay McCulkin? Yeah. Oh, on the app? Yeah. Yeah, uh, what was it? I don't remember. I'm like, dude, it today? It must not been very good. I'm feeling Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? Like, like you felt it was alone? A, it, it was a word. <laughs> it wasn't in any way. <laughs> sure. That would be cool. That would be cool. I, I meant like I felt like. Uh, oh, instead you know, of like sick. You're, instead like, of your sulking, I wasn't feeling. Oh. I wasn't feeling well, yeah. so I was like, "I'm feeling Macaulay Culkin," but uh. like that would be cool if I'm feeling alone. You know, Is home alone. Shout like, out Home Alone. Yeah, like people. Did you just shout out oh. Home Alone? <laughs> the best Christian <laughs> the inanimate the object. Best, I mean, <laughs> the best, the best <laughs> Christmas movie of all time. Yeah, I guess so. Do you guys agree? No. Really? Yeah. No, you like some not. weird movies anyway, so can't go by you. I was just going to say Rudolph, but... I was going to say Charlie Brown. Oh, I love Charlie Brown or like Christmas. the Charles Stanley. It's adorable. Does that not sound like a dance? Charles Stanley. Dude, Hit me Charles with that Charles yeah. Stanley. Charles Stanley. Hit me with that Charles Probably because of Charleston. Because no? of Charleston yeah. as a dance. Um, what, what made you think of... Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I'm always doing the Charleston. But yeah, do you guys like have Instead one? of saying, I don't want to do that, I'm going to say, I Rihanna do that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I would never say that. How you about, should. How about um, you know the singer Sia? Yes. Instead of saying goodbye, say <laughs> Sia. Say Sia. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's so unique, bro. About. Have you ever been sitting at the beach, and then you get up, and and there's just a bunch of sand, in, in your crevices. Okay. Where are you going with this? It's Adam Sandler. <laughs> Oof. That's the Adam Sandler? That's uh, the Adam Sandler. The, the Adam Sandler. Yeah. Oh, bro. I got Adam Sandler right now. 
That's good, bro. Yeah. That's good. Got to have You ever take off your shoe? No. And you had a LeBron? Twice that happened to me. Yeah, I got. I've had a LeBron. Yeah. You guys got any more? How about? <laughs> Is this appropriate, Ryan? Before it comes out of your mouth. How about a Stephen Furtick? Stephen Furtick. That's the end of that discussion. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Ryan? What are we talking about? <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> you guys weren't ready for that, Stephen Furtick. I wasn't ready for that at Is all. Is that really what just came to your head, <laughs> yeah, dude? <laughs> um, we're talking about Duder. It was that <laughs> that Captain Crunch this morning. How about how about I Duder? Don't know. Wait, how about Duder? I don't. Duder. I don't want to go there. Duder, Who's I'm done with you, bro. Deuteronomy. Yeah, like, bro, did you just Deuteronomy? <laughs> did you just Deuteronomy? <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, bro! Dude, bro, that was genius. I don't know if you guys could see it, but I'm blushing for no reason. Did, did you, you just did second you, law on me? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on, Deuteronomy, bro? You Deuteronomy? <laughs> <laughs> bro. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Can we throw in another song or something, dude? <laughs> no, bro. We're talking about Deuteronomy. I feel like Obama Bible could be something. Oh. Obama. Oh, you, you remember that old joke, though, if he changed his last name to Oli? You remember that? No. What is that? Barack Oli. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys never heard that? No. No. Bible dingers. The Obama definitely sounds like a drink, though. Mm. Uh. Maybe. It definitely does. I Yo. About that. One Obama? Let me get that Obama. You think so? He sounds more like a fighting style. Hmm. Yeah. That Obama sounds, classes. Sounds more rugged. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Cool. All right. Let's get into dudes. We're talking about dudes today. Dudes in the Pentateuchs. Why should we study Deuteronomy? Why? Uh, what are we talking about, Mark? Mm. <laughs> Let's go back to Leviticus. <laughs> Let's not. Let's move on to Deuteronomy. Dudes. We're here in Deuteronomy. Dudes. The last book in the Pentateuch. In the Bible. <laughs> Dudes. And, you know, there's some interesting things that we should think about before we dive into this book. First of all, it's the most epistle-like book in the whole Old Testament. The majority of this book are sermons that Moses is writing to the Israelites concerning the law. So he, he's trying to get them in a place where they love and they obey God throughout their lives. And the, there's a call to obedience and holiness. Um, and another interesting fact, we like to call them fun facts. So fun. So fun. Ooh, wow. We're the only ones who say fun fact. Yeah, mm. right? In the world. We should have like a word, like dinger facts or something. Uh, uh, we'll think of it. How about like fun facts or something? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty sick. I don't know how fun <laughs> they are, though. It's pretty fun. We got some stale facts going on. Oh. No? Something stale in here. Anyway. <laughs> Deuteronomy is quoted 95 times in the New Testament. Wow. And it's 
that makes it one of its one of the favorite books of Jesus and the apostles to use in their teaching. So that right there should tell us it's definitely worth studying if Jesus and the apostles quoted it so many times. Yeah, they dig dudes. Yeah. So, so do uh, I. You dig dudes too. Yeah. Mm. So, <laughs> so the author, uh, like we've said in the past several episodes, is either Moses or the JEDP theory. Once again, the JEDP theory is a theory saying that multiple people wrote the Pentateuch, the Yahwist, the Elohist, the Deuteronomist, and the priestly writer. Um, so the Deuteronomist would have wrote Deuteronomy huh. is the idea of that really? theory. Yeah, there was one writer for the book of Deuteronomy, uh, according to that theory. Um, they argue that Moses couldn't have written Deuteronomy because it was written much later than Moses' time, uh, according to them. And they believe that it has a later date because of several reasons. One of the reasons that that is that there's material in the book that is obviously post-Mosaic. Uh, his death was in chapter 34, so he probably didn't write that. Mm. Uh, also, in chapter 2, verses 10 through 12, there's like an insertion uh in that portion about people that lived in the promised land. Like it gave, it gave like a quick little thing. Hey, by the way, the people who lived there were like this and this and this, but he wouldn't have known that cause he never entered he into died. the promised he never land. Actually went there. Yeah. Right. Um, and the writer of that portion knew the history of the people who were living there. Uh, and, and that history is also repeated in verses 20 through 23. And then there's also a note in chapter three, verse 13 and 14, that gives the history of a people group that Moses wouldn't have known about because they weren't around in Moses' time. So there is clearly some things that do come after Moses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's impossible to know really when these parts of the book were added, but it it is pretty clear that it was that it was added after the conquest of the Promised Land and Moses' death. And the liberal view, which is JEDP would say that the whole book was written by the Deuteronomist, but the more conservative view would say that the large majority of Deuteronomy was written by Moses. And then there was like a, a redactor later on, somebody who added a few things in for clarity to the audience. Um, Do you know what some of the options are? Like who 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 are the options, right? Yeah, some say Joshua. Some say Eleazar, who is the son of Aaron, um, or another priest. Um, but no matter who it was, we kind of still believe that God superintended this person to put these things in there. It's still scripture. It's still God breathed, God inspired. Um, so we don't, we don't say that this affects the inspiration of scripture anymore. Several books have several authors. Psalms mm-hmm. has several authors. Yeah. Um, Proverbs probably has several authors. So we don't we don't say that this changes anything. We still believe that Deuteronomy is from God. We still believe that it's God's word. I don't even think it's a it's a new I mean maybe it's considered an author, but like they just added some stuff. Right, you know exactly. I mean? like Moses still wrote the like whole thing. Notes, yeah. It's like it's more of a like I don't know, like a commentator or something in my editor. opinion. Like editor. an editor, yeah. Like like let's say you were writing a book and then I felt like your writings were so important. I'm like, you know, this is so important. I want to let these people that are reading this know what happened to them. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like they just added a bunch of stuff and, like, the Bible's, like, not perfect anymore. You know what I mean? Right. So 
So the liberal view would say that this was the whole book was written at a later date. The more conservative view says that Moses still wrote it, but there was a couple additions. Um, and and the conservative view says that Deuteronomy was written by Moses because Deuteronomy pretty pretty explicitly says that it is Moses's work. Um, Thirteen different verses in the book itself of Deuteronomy. And if you read the book, there's a whole lot of like, I, we, when we enter this land, we conquer, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I told you when I met with God, I brought down the stones or whatever. So there's all kinds of first person Moses uh, mm-hmm. in Deuteronomy. Exactly. Um, also, Moses is attributed as the author five other times in the Old Testament. Uh, and he was attributed as the author nine different times in the New Testament. Mm. And then lastly, kind of supporting, this, this isn't uh, anything concrete, but kind of supporting mosaic authorship was the writing style of Deuteronomy. It matched um, other Near Eastern writings that predate and were written during Moses' time. Uh, and that writing style kind of phased out after Moses' time, shortly after Moses' time. You don't see anybody really writing in that writing style. So that's kind of soft support. The the more, um, what's that word I'm looking for? Tangible. Yeah, yeah, substantial. The yeah, more substantial, substantial support is that Moses is attributed to be the author in several other places in the Bible and in the book itself. Hmm. Yeah, so we also should consider the date of when it was written. The liberal view um, that it was somewhere between 7th century B.C. by the Deuteronomist. And like you mentioned, the conservative view is that it was written mostly written by Moses near the time of his death, around the same time that he wrote Numbers before Israel entered the Promised Land. The date of the events are right around the time that it was written. It is the final speeches that Moses gives Israel right before his death. The time period covers about a month of time after 40 years of wandering by the Israelites. As tradition goes in the Pentateuch, the original Hebrew title is not Deuteronomy. It's the first few words of the book. So the original Hebrew title of Deuteronomy is These Are the Words. The name Deuteronomy comes from somewhat of a mistranslation of Deuteronomy 17 verse 18. And that portion says the repetition of the law. But the Septuagint translated those words as Deuteronomion or something like that. Deuteronomion. Which means second law. You're looking at me like... <laughs> is it... Oh, you know Deut- Greek. Deuteronomion? De- oh, that sounds delicious. Got <laughs> 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 yeah, some steak fries. Um, yeah, so Deuteronomy means second law, even though it's really just a reiteration of the law. Mm. And you see, you know, they, they go over the Ten Commandments again, and it's really just a book of Moses looking back on their time, saying, hey, I did this, 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 and this, and we did this, this, and this, and this. Mm-hmm. So follow God. Yeah. Before we dive into any book, like we we keep hitting this point home every episode, we should understand context before we dive into the book so that we understand what we're reading. So when we right before we get to Deuteronomy, like we discussed a little before, we have to understand its purpose. The purpose of Deuteronomy was to call Israel to obedience of the law because of their love for him, because they entered into the promised land. This was for the second generation. Mark. You have something to say? I was going to say it's the new generation of Israel. Yep. This is for the second generation yes. of Israelites that Moses was leading. 
So they were there 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. So the definitely now it's a new generation of people. So he's trying to get them out of their ways. He's trying to wake them up. He's trying to cause like this awakening in their lives so that they will they will turn from their wicked ways or forget about those idols or forget about complaining or forget about all those things that they're doing and live a life of obedience. Because mm-hmm. the first generation from Exodus and Leviticus were too disobedient and God didn't let them enter the promised land. Yeah, right. the first generation was punished. Including Moses. They were yes. punished. And as a result of their punishment, they were wandering for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so Moses was reminding the second generation which is born during the wilderness wanderings of the greatness of God and what he had done for them. And it, it, he was reinstating the law. Um, he wasn't creating this new law. So don't, don't get confused at what the name means. It's, it is, it's a reiteration of the law. Mm-hmm. It's not this new, like this is what they're supposed to be doing this whole time. Yeah. And a lot of the look back in Deuteronomy is because it's for the second generation and because they were born in the wilderness. So some of this stuff may not seem like tangible or real to this generation because they weren't there to experience mm. it like the older generation was. So Moses was saying, hey, in Egypt, this happened and and God caused the Red Sea to split and he did many miracles and all this stuff. So I'm telling you that so that you will worship God in your days to come while I'm not here or whatever. Um, yeah, so to start the book, we see Moses's first sermon and uh, we can call it that, I guess. Right. Yeah. Call it's it broken up sermon. into uh, four sermons. So his, his first sermon was chapter one to chapter four and it covers a uh, part of chapter four. Uh, and that kind of gives you like the setting of the book. And that's where he starts going back to God's power and what he's done. And then he gives an exhortation to resist idolatry and obey God. And uh, it's really awesome. If you guys haven't read Deuteronomy, this is really good, awesome stuff. That is like str- you can straight up apply to your life. Where he talks about idolatry and um, falling away from God and, and falling out of love or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And worshiping other things. So that's his first sermon. His second sermon is chapters 4 all the way to chapter 26. And he kind of reinstates the Ten Commandments here in chapter 4 and 5. Like directly, he goes over the Ten Commandments again. Mm -hmm. And then chapters 6 through 11 is some commands and warnings. And a key verse here is Deuteronomy 6, 4, which is the Shema. Mm. Nick, do you want to talk about the Shema? Sure. The Shema, um, Jewish people actually still recite today i think it's pronounced shema is shema? it i don't know i don't know and that I'm is very american hear o israel the lord our god the lord is one um and it's a reminder that god is the only god and actually moses and i sent this verse to you i think in the chat moses repeats this god is the only one there is no other um but this is the the part of this verse that i'm gonna not specifically this verse but when we get into deuteronomy 10 i really want to touch on right now um, because it really impacted, it. it really impacted me. I it, knew you would say that. <laughs> I had a, I had a ding moment. I really did, and and I reached out to Mark um, about this ding moment. So, God knows our hearts lean towards idolatry, and that's why He follows us up with loving Him with our whole being, and and to write to write His uh, 
to write his commands on our doorposts and eyelids. But one thing that in Deuteronomy 10 that really screamed out to me was circumcise the flesh of your hearts. Mm. Yeah. And um, I just want to say to the dingers out there that are listening and even to myself, like when we're struggling through sin, just like these Israelites were struggling through sin, this is why it's important to read the Old Testament. This is why it's important to read the writings of Moses, because not only is it appropriate to know history of the Bible, to know your beliefs, but it's also very applicable. This verse right here is applicable to all of our life situations. When we're going through sin, we can eliminate everything that we that we love to do, right? If we love to party, we could just eliminate that option to go clubbing. If we like anything, we could just eliminate it. We can cut it off. But that's not solving the problem. Mm. And Moses is telling you right now what the problem is. You can cut off the sin. That's not solving the problem. The problem is the heart. If we have a heart Preach. that desires God and we have a heart that loves God, we can cut off the sins, but that's not fixing our heart. We have to, ref- we have to look in the mirror and say, what do our hearts look like? If we have a heart to love God, we're going to, our inward desire is going to be, we want to obey him. And that doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. And that's why Christ died for us, right? But if we could acknowledge the fact that we need to change our hearts towards the way we feel towards God, we should know what we need to do next. Mm. Anyway, that, that, that was just my little. Okay, Pastor Nick. Yeah. Okay, Pastor. No, but that really, that really, that dinged on me right there. Deuteronomy 10. I sent it to Mark. I sent it to like everybody I knew because it was just like, ah, that's just so good. Yeah. Like how many years ago did this happen? And he's living the same thing that I'm going through right now that all of us are going through right now. Yeah. You know, it's crazy how you say ding dong. Like it's just a common phrase. It is. This is a real word, bro. (laughs) It's going in about 10 years. It's going to be in Webster dictionary, bro. Oh, you think so? Yes. People are going to start using it. I think ding is like, uh, I think it already is. No, no, no. In this context. (laughs) Like selfie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's Moses' second sermon. That's a really good one. Um, Moses' third sermon is only a couple chapters. It's chapters 27 and 29. Um, chapter 27 is another call to obedience. And then chapter 28 is a pretty um, intense chapter, and it's a pretty important one too. Um, we went over this in Leviticus because Leviticus has a similar chapter in it uh, called The Blessings and Cursings. Mm-hmm. And the blessings and cursings chapter in Deuteronomy is so intense. I actually, I was leading a Bible study at a church where we were basically going through the Bible. Oh, it's inside of tents. Um, so I was actually doing a Bible study and we were going through the whole Bible and we got to this portion. We got to Deuteronomy chapter 28. And in this Bible study, we listened to the entire Bible. So we were just sitting here listening to Deuteronomy 28 and it's like so intense and it talks about uh, disease will strike you and famine will be in the land and you'll be so hungry that you're going to eat your kids and all this stuff. And it's just like, what? So, bro, yeah, it's yeah. in there. Chapter 28. And it's just like so intense. And I'm just sitting here with all these people like looking around and everybody's like making these faces part, like they're right? grossed out and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I have to explain this now. Um, <laughs> But Deuteronomy 28 is is really intense, and it it's kind of the precursor to Israel's coming history. Um, they're like constantly going through cycles of falling away from God, and 
and then because of that being cursed because of it and struggling uh and then that struggle causes them to draw near to god again and then they receive blessings but then when they're feeling blessed they relax and then they get back into the sin cycle mm. so it's this crazy cycle that uh, israel always goes through and it's especially true in the time of the judges um and the in the time of the divided kingdom too you see this cycle a lot uh and, and it's extremely brutal the blessings and cursing mm. and uh the the cursings are like awful they're awful man i don't want to live through that breaking news on bible dingers news Network. you're getting good bro used to take you a few seconds to find the drops you're getting good how you doing I had at you with how are you doing, bro? We haven't, we haven't, hit we you. haven't hit it for a while. Yeah, that's like the whole premise of our show is how are you doing. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, Basically, yeah. it's built on that that's phrase. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's the firm foundation. Anyway, as always, we have some breaking news. <laughs> Tunes, we have some breaking news. Sorry, is this real news or fake news? <laughs> We're talking about blessings and cursings. We're talking about what we shouldn't be doing. We're talking about what God <laughs> loves and doesn't. It's a pure heart and pure lips. So, I, know. I have some breaking news for you guys that I think is actually appropriate to all of this topic. You ready for this? <coughs> Break yes. it on me. Give it. Yep. Christian witches to host magical convection convention in Salem. <laughs> convection. Convection. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> convection. Convection of sugar. Okay. Christian witches. Christian witches to host magical convention <laughs> in Salem. <laughs> um, I don't see why not. I think, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> this is so. This is so stupid. It's probably real. So 2019. <laughs> I didn't say millennial witches. Oh, that's true. They could that be either. old school, like straight up witches brew like kind of. Sabrina's Sabrina's over there. You know. Oh yeah, Sabrina. Yeah. Oh, cause Salem, yeah, yeah. Talk I think it's real news. Stuff, you know, I think it's totes reels. Totes reels. Yeah, I have to agree. Yeah, real news. Ha ha ha! Listen, listen. That's the world we live in. <sighs> These witches, <laughs> dude. I don't even want to talk about this, but I'm going to. Reverend Valerie Love. Uh, oh, Valerie Love. <laughs> is preparing to host the first Christian witches convention in Salem, Massachusetts. Which please. Massa- <laughs> <laughs> is this witch serious? Did you hear me, bro? No. What did you say? What did you say? No. Did you hear me? What, what happened? Cut it. Cut the recording. No. No. What? Absolutely it, not. Do not cut. It, dude. Do not cut. Do not cut. No, no. All right, so Reverend Valerie Love is preparing to host the first Christian witches convention. What seminary did she go to? In Salem (laughs) this April. Love is both an ordained minister of spiritual consciousness and a practicing witch. From where? She was raised a Jehovah's Witness. Oh, a J-Dubs. And after 26 years as a Jehovah's Witness... She had a magical awakening. It sounds like she had a ding magical. moment. Magical. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> she had a ding moment right there. 
the founder of the Covenant of Christian Witches Mystery School and author of 15 books, wrote on her website that she has always been magical. And is <laughs> and she was born witch. I hate how it keeps saying magical. <laughs> it sounded like she went to Hogwarts. Bro. 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 She wrote, I am a Christian witch. I love my cross and my wand. No. I consult my tarot deck tarot. and my Bible. You did not just say tarot, bro. Tarot? No, it's not tarot. It's tarot. <laughs> Tarot? Tarot cards? I don't do that Oh, stuff, you're a dude. witch, right? No. Tarot? Oh, no. Look, Why do you know, know this? She says, I know how to pronounce tarot. She'll go, I consult my tarot deck and my Bible. I adore and devoted to Jesus and the goddess. <laughs> what goddess? What? What? The goddess, bro. Where'd you find this? <laughs> oh. Bro. It goes on and <laughs> on and awesome. on and on and on and on. <laughs> completely ridiculous bro i don't know about that and and her husband is is a, is a different character too bro he's a whole complete so what he goes on to say is you're talking about the whole of jesus adult ministry it's all magic all sorcery even if we just say jesus every particular miracle jesus does defies human law, defies the laws of the universe and the world. So you can't really talk about being a Jesus follower without doing what he did, and that's magic. <laughs> he got me up until he said, and that's magic. <laughs> that's all solid Bro. stuff. That's all super solid. Yes. No, it's not, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, he definitely Jesus was did. not a witch, bro. He, but all that stuff that he said was super solid. I don't know about that. Well, he basically just said that until he, he said miracles. Yeah. And right. that we should also be doing things that Jesus did, which is also solid. We should be doing things that Jesus did. If you want to take that what he said out of context and try to apply it to I your do. lives, yes, sure. you should quote him. Now. Sure, but the reason what caught this, it what caught my attention on this article is the fact that they bring up Deuteronomy 18. Oh. And we're in Deuteronomy, which says, When you enter the land of the Lord your God has given to you, do not lean to imitate the detestable ways of the nations there. And it talks about sorcery and practices of witches and stuff. And it says, do not do those things. Mm. So he just basically says that. Do those things. Do those things. Yeah. Interesting. Does he have a reason? <coughs> no. Most people don't have reasons when they do stuff that the Bible tells them not to. They um, just kind of say, no, just that's, want just, to. I think that's, that's old news. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Ooh, that's old covenant. That's old news. Oh. But it's also in the New Covenant, too, not to do those things. So, oh. Not to wrestle your neighbor. Yeah, not to do sorcery and stuff. It's not just in, in Deuteronomy. Yeah, yeah well, it's like if she's a too. Christian witch, I'm an atheist Christian. Oh. Sounds great. So what are you, like, ask Jesus for these powers? Like, yeah. Well, I'm like just, the guys I'm in like Lord, you're my savior. Please give me these. You're like my savior, powers. whatever. I'm like a, a moody teenager about Jesus. Mm. Like some days I want him, some days I don't. Yeah. I feel that. Bro, this is complete garbage, bro. I'm sorry. Complete. I can't even read this. You Are you talking about my outline of Deuteronomy? No. <laughs> that too. Wow. Wow, bro. No, like a Christian witch, bro? Come on, man. Anyway. Can't make this stuff up. Anyway, I, I think that was interesting enough to talk about. That is interesting. I, I'm not really. My goal is not really to stump you guys anymore, even though I would like to, and I will. You know, I saw something but on Twitter about people are n they now want to be uh, trans age. What instead of transgender? Trans age? Like they just decide what age they are. Oh, trans age. That's the case. I'm 21 forever. Yeah. 
Yeah, Nick, you're gonna need that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a trans you in the shin, bro. I'm a trans age Wiccan Christian personally. <laughs> that just so happens to be atheist. But <laughs> I believe in Jesus. Anyway. Sorry, we got a little off topic. Sounds like a bunch of deuter. On me. <laughs> you can say that again. Bro, why is this article Deuteronomy on me? <laughs> that was close. Deuteronomy. Did this on article me. just deuter on me? <laughs> Anyways. We're like 12 right so now. So, Deuteronomy. So, yeah, we're in Moses' fourth sermon. Yes, this is the fourth and final sermon of Moses. And that's chapter 29 and chapter 30. And it starts with, you guessed it, a call to obedience in chapter 29. Um, and then there's some promised blessings in chapter 30 if they repent. Uh, and that's similar to the blessings passage. And then there's a call to choose life and to choose blessing. And, uh, I think that's interesting that, you know, he has to tell them, Hey, choose blessings instead of cursings, choose life instead of death. Oh, okay. Um, but I feel like we always, not always, but we choose yeah, sin and as, death as like nature. constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in our nature, we do. Even though we know in our heads, like, we should probably choose life and blessing, but we choose death and cursing well, all the time. Romans, we don't need Satan's help. You know, people always blame Satan. Romans yeah, yeah, yeah. 7.14. Mm. Who knows it? For the wages of sin is death. No. <laughs> That's 3.23, right? Yes. It's where Paul says... Uh, I do the things that uh, I don't. Oh to yeah, do. the most probably the most quoted part absolutely of Romans. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I hear that everybody says that, bro. I quote Romans nine a lot, where he talks about hardening of Pharaoh's heart. Hmm. <laughs> when I talk about predestination and stuff. Hmm. So, anyways, um, after that, there's the transition from Moses to Joshua, and this is where we see our lovely leader pass on the mantle and die. Well, that's when he makes up this song that while I was reading it, I was trying to figure out how he could possibly sing it. Moses makes a song? Yeah, it's Moses' song. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah there like, really is a... It's, it's a, called it's Moses' song, yeah. And really? Yeah, in 31 and 32. Um, Before he gets to that, there's like a, a commissioning of Joshua by Moses, and Moses is like pleading with Joshua to obey and stuff, and that's in 31. But Also, yeah. um, Joshua was one of the scouts from Numbers who went out. Yeah, him and Caleb were the only ones yeah. who came back with good reports. With really big grapes. Yeah. Hmm. And actually, if you read in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy no, lays out... Yeah, they really did talk about that. But um, Deuteronomy lays out like rewards for Caleb and obviously Joshua because Joshua is leading the people now. And hmm. Joshua is second generation? N- uh, no, no. He was, he's first because he's, he was is a scout. He is first. Yes, he is first. And we'll get into that in the Joshua episode. And he was allowed to go to the promised land. Like God, yes. God spared him. But yeah, he's an old dude, man. Yeah. A lot of times we think of Joshua as like this young guy coming to take over. Nah, dude, this dude's old. Um Do anyway. we know his age? Yeah, old. Mm. Really old. Yeah. So so anyways, yeah, there's Moses' song in thirty one and thirty two. And it's basically like uh a conclusion of everything that he's taught. That the Lord is good, that the Lord is just. Um that if the Israelites turn from him, they'll be cursed. But after they suffer the curse, that God will raise them up again and forgive them and that he'll continue to treat them as children. And that's that's basically Moses' song. And it's pretty catchy. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's got, got a really, it's got a great uh, chorus. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So that was uh, 31 and 32. Uh, the end of 32, though, is like the preparation for Moses' death. And then 33 is Moses' final blessing. And this is where I start to tear up because I know it's coming. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's crazy because after everything that Israel did to Moses, and I know that Moses has, has made mistakes or whatever. He was on perfect leader. But Israel, like, they did not make it easy for Moses mm. to lead them in the wilderness. Um, but just before he died, he he loved them and he blessed them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he he spoke blessings over Israel. Um, well, not okay, not like that. But, but he, he still said, "Oh, you guys are going to turn away eventually." He did, but bef- right before he died, he he showed how much he loves them and he was selfless about it and he blessed them, even though they were probably they like were probably complaining. Right I, don't, I don't know like if, if you guys got this when you were reading it, but I kind of read it as like a parent, like he was their parent. Yeah. yeah like, well, you know, your kid is making like the wrong choices. Yeah. But you're like, I love you, man. I hope you wake up. Yeah. You know, I, I really hope you get it together. I know you're going to mess up here, but I think eventually you're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, 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 I kind of read it that way. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. And then he dies in chapter 34. Four. Yeah. Sad day. We love Moses. Um, but yeah, that was definitely added after Moses. Yeah, I mean, you can't really write it when you're dead, so yeah, well, it's safe to say that we can do that. Lazarus could have, but um, that's another point. Mm, we'll talk about that in another future episode. But that was our Deuteronomy episode. Hmm. We hope that you have your Bibles open and that you're reading Deuteronomy as we talk you through this book. We're just hitting on important points. We're uh, we're outlining the entire book, but it's important that you read it yourself and experience what God can do through the reading of his word. And we just, encourage uh, you. Just don't read the message Bible. <laughs> that's read whatever Bible oh, yeah. no, read no, whatever no. Bible you read. That don't listen to Mark. Just so you guys know, that's just an inside joke because we were talking about different translations yet uh, yesterday. But whatever no, you want to read. read <laughs> yeah, don't read the message Bible. No, no, no. We, we were just read making it. a joke. Yes, read whatever it. Bible you have, open it and read it and experience what God has for you today. And while you're at it, I want you to go online and go on www.bibledingers.com. You can check out our blogs, but most importently, buy the merch. When you're on our social media page, don't pass and scroll. We have merch. Buy our gear. Get a Bible Dingers uh, hoodie or no, T-shirt. Whatever you want. Love you guys. And while you're there, ding on. Every time, yeah, every, every time. If we pop up in your city, we gon' shut it down. I gotta rep the squad, even if I'm